Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sextexton. John O'Shea. Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Good morning and welcome to Jaguars Drive Time Wednesday morning presented by Duval Motor Company as we get ready to head down to Miami later on this afternoon. Third preseason game tomorrow against the Miami Dolphins. We're changing things up this morning. We're going to have to wait on big things because we have Adam Beasley, Dolphins insider on the phone. Adam, how's it going? Great, guys. I don't know if you can hear me, but I can barely hear you. Yeah, we'll talk louder. We're a quiet bunch <laughs> normally. Yeah, that is that is uh, that is it. Tell us, Adam, as you talk to fans or other media, what's the number one question you're asked about this Dolphins team? Are they tanking? Are they trying to win this year? Or are they trying to get the number one pick in the draft? And depending on the day, I have a different answer. What is it right now? Uh, right now, I think they're. Trying to win now because they're going to probably start Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback. Uh, if they were truly all in on 2020 and seeing what the future holds, Josh Rosen would start week one. Uh, and it wouldn't matter if he's not quite ready yet or if Fitzpatrick's slightly better. They would be completely all in on a rebuild going forward. But the fact that Brian Flores isn't ready to yet give Josh Rosen the football tells me that they're trying to win week one, week two, week three, week four. Now, once we get past the bye in week five, if things aren't exactly going their way. I could see them making a change. But right now, I see them all in on, well, not all in, but mostly in on 2019. Adam, you've been around this team a long time. Was there a point in the last few years where you thought, okay, they need to tear it down to build it back up? Because that kind of looks like from afar it's what they're doing. Uh, did you sense that? Did this sort of approach uh, surprise you? Or uh, I guess where are you at on that? Well, tear it down is a strong word. I think they've just made the wrong decision at quarterback for too long. I think that's really what got them, is that uh, even though Ryan Tannehill looks pretty decent up in Tennessee in the preseason, we'll see if that's sustainable, but he pretty clearly wasn't the guy, and uh, he he got Joe Philbin fired, and in the end of the day, he got Adam Gase fired as well. So, I think if they would have made smarter decisions at quarterback, and maybe had a couple, had some longer-term vision at, on the draft because uh, they would trade away draft picks, they would trade up, they would not really accumulate the picks the way they are now, the way the Patriots have for years. Uh, they would have had young talent to fill in when injuries happen. They didn't have great depth. I think they always had pretty decent top-line talent. The issue was when guys would get hurt, there'd be no one in, to step in and, and, and fill in those spots. So uh, I don't know if a full teardown was necessary, but I think what they're doing is smart in the long term because it's, it's amazing when you punt on a season, when you basically say, hey, we are not invested in trying to make the playoffs this year, how much that frees you going forward. They'll presumably have a high draft pick in 2020. They'll have $120, $125 million of cap space in 2020. And you can use that, along with the 12 picks they'll have, to build a roster. So I think this year, more than anything, guys, is about identifying and acquiring as much young, cheap, versatile talent that will be part of their rebuild in two, three years when that, this roster is really good, that these guys will be part of it. But unfortunately, there's going to be some growing pains going forward, and I think 2019 is going to be a lot worse than maybe even some Dolphins fans think. Where do you stand on Josh Rosen now, having seen him through an offseason and a couple of weeks of camp? He's okay. 
I mean, he's not he's not great. He's not bad. He's okay. He's probably better than what the Cardinals gave him credit for. It's hard to trade away a top ten pick after one year for for a late second and a fifth. Um, I, I think he can be a decent quarterback, but that's the problem is that this team has had decent quarterbacks for too long. They need great quarterbacks. They need uh, guys that, that can make the difference, that can well win you the game uh, when it's tight with two minutes left, uh, that consistently play at a high level. I know those quarterbacks are rare, and I know every team wants one. But, I mean, it's been, what, two decades since Dan Marino retired, and they haven't found anyone close to filling that role since. They've had some playoff runs. They've had some really good defenses. In 16, they had a great running attack. To win consistently at this at this level, uh, you need a quarterback that's really, really good. And I think they understand that, and I think they're going to go try and find one. Uh, was Is Rosen going to be that guy? Look, they they, they, they they bought a lotto ticket when they traded for him. Uh, if he pans out, it's great value. He's only making $6 million over the next three years. And if you get your franchise quarterback for a late second, it's a home run. But if it doesn't work out, and right now it's trending in that direction, if it doesn't work out, then you have a very affordable backup, and it didn't really cost you much. So, uh, no, I, I don't. I don't know if they necessarily need to blow it up. But what they need to do is be smarter with the quarterback position, and I think that more than anything is what they're doing now. Adam Jaguars offensive coordinator John DeFilippo said that the wide receivers on Thursday night are going to have to put on their big boy hats because this Dolphins <laughs> defense loves to load the box and play very physical. What is it about this Dolphins defense? What stands out about them? Well, they're really multiple. Uh, we saw what Brian Flores did in the Super Bowl against Sean McVay and the Rams and how he confused them with different fronts and the back ends were, were interchangeable. And, and that's the vision that he wants for this defense. And I think you're going to see a lot of blitzes. You're going to see a lot of you know, Xavier Howard and Island with receivers because the, the other 10 guys will be running around doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But I, I do think that this is a defense that's going to be far more unpredictable and, yes, it could be physical. I don't, they don't have a ton of size on defense. They're more fast than they are big. But, uh, yeah, you're right. They're, they are going to load the box. They are going to run downhill as much as possible. And it's going to be on the quarterbacks to, to, to make them pay for that. When you bring that, that, that fifth or sixth free rusher, there's going to be an open receiver somewhere. And that's, and that's what's going to be the, the problem with the Dolphins. I think Howard's going to be great this year. I think he's the highest-paid corner in football. I don't think he'll be a problem. The corner on the other side, Eric Rowe, is going to be tested a lot this year, and how he passes or fails that test will go a long way in determining how good this defense is. I guess finally, Adam, I mean, you've seen the Patriots for years in that division. There have been a lot of Bill Belichick coaches that have gone on and not really had that much success, a little bit. Bill O'Brien probably as much as anyone in Houston. What do you see from Brian Flores that uh, makes you think, or, or maybe you don't think, that he's got a chance to break <laughs> that trend? It's early. I mean, I, I like what he's trying to do. He's getting back to old-school football, discipline, uh, gap assignment, uh, desire to play. I mean, I think for a while they had the Dolphins had a lot of big names but not a lot of big effort, and that's not going to be the case with this group. I think he's really, really smart when it comes to defensive scheming. As I mentioned, that Super Bowl game plan was fantastic. So I don't think, I don't, I don't think they'll ever be out-game-planned. I think they have a lot of smart people making decisions there. What he just has to do is get enough talent and make that talent all buy in. That's, that's really the most important thing in football is, yes, you can have a ton of superstars, but if they're all freelancing like Indomitian Sue did for three years down here, it's not going to matter. They're going to need the, all 53 guys on the same page going forward, you know, pulling the rope in the same direction. 
Uh, and again, this is something we haven't seen for a long time in Miami. So am I saying he's going to win a Super Bowl here? No, I'm not that foolish to make that prediction because I'd be proven wrong nine times out of ten. But do I think he's changing the culture and getting this franchise in the direction it needs to be? Yes, and for now that's good enough. Well, thank you so much for your time, Adam. We're hoping uh, it's not too hot and not raining tomorrow when we get down to Miami. I can't make any promises. I can pretty much promise you it's going to be hot, though. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's hot here, too. Well, thank you, Adam, for your time. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. All right. See, see you soon. And when we come back, we'll go back to the show. Big things coming up on the Jaguars Digital Network. When you hear... Think Duval Motor Company, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval is the home of the real deal. No hype, no gimmicks, no haggle. Just a real fast, real friendly experience online and at the dealership. With five area locations, Ford, Honda, Acura, Subaru, and now Chevrolet, you can be sure Duval delivers on price, Duval delivers on service. Schedule your test drive today at the dealership, at your home, or at work. Duval delivers to you because the closest Duval dealer is in your driveway. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. 25 years, we've been cheering on our Jaguars with an unwavering loyalty and commitment. To celebrate this milestone season, swing by gate and cheers to 25 years with the Jaguars 25th Anniversary Collectible Cup. Only at gate. Grab your 32-ounce cup today and fill it up with your favorite fountain drink for just $1.25. Then refill anytime for 99 cents. While supplies last, gate serving up more. Jags fans, football season is heating up and there's no better place to cool off on game day than the Exalta Spa Cabanas. Host up to 50 people for a waterfront experience. Indulge in all-inclusive food and beverage. Now for a very limited tie. Time, buy a Spa Cabana for our primetime Thursday night game against the Titans and receive a free cabana for our season finale against the Colts. Call Jaguars ticket representative today. I nailed Titans. Yeah, I was just thinking about that guy in the hat. He's the only guy in the pool. I wonder how he got that gig. They probably paid him. Yeah. No lines on the field yet until next week. Last preseason game against the Falcons at home next week as we get into big things. But before we get into that, I couldn't help but think when he was talking. I'm sorry, Joe. I completely butchered your music. I apologize. (laughs) When Adam was talking about. keeping it real here in the morning. Yeah, we're just going to be honest. When he was talking about the Dolphins quarterback situation, how they haven't had a franchise guy in their rebuilding, I couldn't help but think. That's what the Jaguars were the past few years. Now with Nick Foles, you hope that's fixed. Well, it's what most teams in the NFL are. You, mm-hmm. You're searching for one until you find one, and then you ride that out, and then you keep searching for one. The Jaguars, frankly, have been searching for one their entire franchise history. Yeah. Uh, a guy like Adam described, which is the guy who you feel like if you're down by four with you know two minutes left, the ball's in your favor rather than the other team. You know, there's a handful of guys like that. And it, it, when you get one, your window – is wide open for eight or nine playoff appearances, I, and then you 
move on. I can think of just a handful of teams that have been able to have continuity. I mean, the, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers following far and uh, far, and obviously the uh, the Colts with Luck following Manning. But who have the Cowboys had since Troy Aikman retired? And what about Jim Kelly when he left? Who have the Bills had? I mean, it's just that's the. When the Cowboys actually had a guy who at least. Oh, he was Thursday good, Roma. yeah, but so, he I wasn't mean, Aikman, which shows right. you the disparity. Yeah. And so. when Tom Brady retires, buckle up, Patriot fans. Then you what? might go yeah. generations before you find another elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right, now let's get into big things. I apologize, Joe. Are you ready for this? He nods in agreement. Big thing one is first and final. Our first and final chance to see the starters play in the preseason Thursday night. Coaches have to make the right decision on who to play. Right now, nine guys sitting out for injury reasons, and you got to think, how many series are they actually going to play? We'll get to that later. Big thing, too, is Foles' time, a time Jacksonville has been waiting for for a very long time is to see Nick Foles in game time action. Now, everyone's going to have their attention on him, but Jaguars offensive coordinator John DiFilippo says you really should be paying attention to the wide receivers. I think – they're always going to try to outnumber you in the box, okay? There's always, very similar to our defense, they're going to have an extra guy down there a lot. So our, our receivers are going to put on their big boy hats a little bit and, and get down in there and, and get dirty. So uh, they're going to have their hands full a little bit on, on Thursday night. So uh, they're going to have to strap it up and go. But um, that's going to be the challenge for us is where do we find that extra hat to get on their extra hat? And big thing three is one to watch. The time is now to prove that you can make the 53-man roster. There's going to be some tough cuts coming up, especially on the defensive line and secondary. There are a lot of good options there. Todd Wash is definitely happy that he's not the one making those cuts. Um, you know, it was, I think, for me personally, it was a little bit of a concern where our depth was uh, in the back end uh, coming into training camp. And uh, we've had some young guys really step up that we're very pleased with. And uh, even some of the, the guys that were not even here a year ago have played well. So there's going to be some tough decisions. Thank goodness that's above my pay scale. Um, but, uh, you know, we're going to have some tough decisions in those two spots. I can't help but look when he talks about those cuts, the secondary, the cornerbacks and the mm-hmm. safeties. There's so many great guys behind Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boy, and the safeties that it's going to be hard to pick the depth right there. Well, I think he's probably talking about Breon Borders more than anybody there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they knew about Trey Herndon. They already, they already knew their, their top three corners. So a guy like Breon Borders who has made plays, sometimes, Brian, when a guy makes plays during training camp and preseason and, and gets a lot of PBUs, it's sort of fool's gold, and you're not really sure how the coaches feel about him. I think the coaches like Breon Borders to go with his production. Uh, C.J. Reeves is also another guy. I think those two guys are the guys that have really stepped up and surprised him. When Todd's talking about guys who weren't here last year, Revis was here last year. Borders came midseason. Those are the two guys who have stood out to me. Yeah, on the offensive side, I'll go to the offensive line, and, and Josh Wells, who's battling for a job. Um, you know, he is one to watch because we've talked about his value here. Uh, many times through the course of the offseason and his inability to stay healthy. So he has to really grab these guys' attention and play very well in his opportunities both tomorrow night and next week against the Falcons so that they're willing to say it's worth the risk to bring him back even though we know we might not get eight games out of him, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, you hope he's a backup and he's not playing that much, but Wells is a guy that you haven't been able to count on from an injury standpoint, but a guy to watch for sure. 
We go back to big thing too. I think it was really telling when John DeFilippo was asked, how excited are you to see Nick Foles? He said, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, but we have to remember this is the Jaguars offense, kind of downplaying all the attention on Nick Foles. By the way, before we go down that road, he was talking about big boy hats. Could mm-hmm. someone tell him to put a hat on? That man needs He's bronze some sunscreen. In the sun. He's a Philadelphia guy, right, who has spent some time in other places, but this is his first floor to stop. I'm sure his wife, Harry, is going to, to want him to put a hat on. So if play, not, I'm going to tell him. Put a hat on. Get a big boy hat on. Okay, what was your question again? Downplaying Nick Foles. Jaguars offense focusing on the offense as a whole. He always get asked so much about Nick Foles. He wanted to talk about the offense and how they're doing. Well, I think he knows what Nick Foles is. He's been around him, and he has a comfort level with – if everybody's playing at a certain level around Nick, I think Flip knows that he's going to get X out of Nick. Um, and the big question is, how is he going to link up with – D.D. Westbrook, Chris Conley, all these guys. There has been a lot of uh, flashes of chemistry, but we haven't seen it in, in a game, and this is going to be the chance. I expect the offense to be significantly better in the passing game last year than last year, and I think you're going to see overall continuity. I don't know how quickly they get there, and I think these three series will say a little bit about how they're moving toward that direction. How much better do they have to be to be effective? That's the real question that I have right. because they were entirely ineffective. It was, I don't want to say laughable, but it really had gotten to the point last mm-hmm. year with the injuries on the offensive line that it was a laughable offense to, to watch Near throw the, the end, ball. Yeah. Okay. So how much better do you have to – I mean, just Nick showing up, now all of a sudden no one's laughing. I right? wasn't laughing. What? I you're wasn't you're laughing. not laughing or you weren't laughing? I wasn't laughing. I didn't think it was funny. Yeah. It wasn't a good time. I didn't enjoy it. I don't want to do it again. But <laughs> Figure of speech. Right. It was I don't laughable. know if you used no. those in writing, but in, in, in broadcasting, we used figures of speech, and that was what I was talking about. So Write it down. I think that you will see, um, if you see a middle-of-the-pack passing offense, mm-hmm. that plays to the strength of this defense. They don't have to go from somewhere in the low twos passing yards, which is where they were, mm-hmm. to somewhere in the high threes. They just need to get halfway there. They need to get towards... 285, 290. You might even take yardage out. It doesn't matter. They may be able, need to be able to convert on third down at 44% and have 31 minutes and 30 seconds time of possession. What you just mentioned to me is the absolute key. I think you hit on it. They have to be able, third and five, if you face four of those in a game and you're converting none, and all of a sudden because of Foles, you're converting two of those a game. Yeah. How much better are you? How many strides? You know, how many times does that get you an average of four more points a game? And how many more games would they have won if they converted one of those? It's those little situations where I think he's going to help. Well, there's one other key situation that comes from the final game of last year. On the Texans' opening drive, they went three and out. DJ Chark, no, the Jaguars went three mm-hmm. and out and punted. And DJ Chark got down and forced the returner to fumble the ball. The Jaguars took over inside the 20-yard line. you got to score a touchdown there. Mm-hmm. You need an offense that can put seven on the board, not three. When they settled for three, the Texans went, well, this one's over. Right. These guys can't score. So the reality of it is is that you need them to be able to take the defense and what they give you and convert that into points. Mm-hmm. They should be able to do that. Foles has done that for at least the last two years. He's done that. Yep, got to score in the red zone for sure. When DJ Chark makes a great heads-up play like that, I remember that time and thinking – if anything, now you have to score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, I mean, you don't need Nick Foles to come in here and look like Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. It'd be great if he did. You shouldn't expect that. It'd be a bonus. Yeah. It would be, well, 
$22 million a year. I don't know if that's a bonus. I think maybe you think you're paying for it, but yeah. you know my point. I get and you. And that is just do a couple of the small things well, and it should make a big difference. Mm-hmm. All right, when we come back, some ozone snapshot here on Jaguars Drive Time. When you hear, think Duval Motor Company, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval is the home of the real deal. No hype, no gimmicks, no haggle. Just a real fast, real friendly experience online and at the dealership. With five area locations, Ford, Honda, Acura, Subaru, and now Chevrolet, you can be sure Duval delivers on price, Duval delivers on service. Schedule your test drive today at the dealership, at your home, or at work. Duval delivers to you because the closest Duval dealer is in your driveway. Jaguars fans, football season is heating up, and there's no better place to cool off on game day than the Exalta Spa Cabanas at TIAA Bank Field. Host up to 50 of your closest friends, family, and colleagues for a -a one-of-a-kind waterfront experience. Take a dip in the luxurious Exalta Spa. Enjoy the game from relaxing lounge furniture and indulge in all-inclusive food and beverage. Go to checkers.com slash group tickets or call 904-633-2000 and book your cabana today. Hi, folks. Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today, the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Don't miss the kickoff to the 2019 season at TIAA Bank Field. Premium seating is now available for the FSU season opener against Boise State on Saturday, August 31st. Enjoy the game from the air-conditioned fields auto group Terrace suite or host your VIPs in a private luxury suite. You can even watch the game in style from your own cabana. Get your tickets now. As I talked over the music, you're reading that, but all you're thinking about is the Gators on Saturday. It hates. I just, I hate that reading. Go Gates. Don't you forget it. John will be getting a lot of selfies. Who they play? I have no idea. The Miami Hurricanes. That's right, Miami. Miami. Max is in my ear. I know he's about to say something about the Seminoles. It's coming. All right. Go Noles. There it is. All right, John, you ready? Oh, I was born ready. All right, let's go to Mike from Wisconsin. Zone, nothing against Minshew, but I enjoyed seeing Magoo's mobility against the Eagles Thursday. Any chance we get to see more of him coming this week, especially with the second team? Um, I would be surprised if you see much of Magoo before the last maybe two series, and I would be really surprised if you saw him with the second team because I think they're going to get Minshew. I anticipate Foles. I don't think they'll play through halftime. I anticipate Foles playing maybe two or three series, and then you would go Minshew until probably the third quarter. Uh, I don't think there's that much interest in seeing Magoo with the second team because I think they know what he is. I think they know he's going to be a practice squad guy. Uh, And I think the priority is getting Minshew as many reps within the context of also getting the starters playing on on Thursday. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see Magoo at all in Miami and that they saved all of his reps for the the Falcons game. They'll put Minshew out there for a quarter, get him off, and then let Magoo have – the last three. I mean, if 
There have been times in this franchise's history where that's how they've approached it and let that last quarterback have most of the last game. Yeah, Magoo could even start the finale. I mean, yeah. if they think sense, they've yeah. seen enough of Minshew to know what he is, yep. I'd like to see him get the reps, but you could also see the argument based on what they're doing with health that if they know this kid's the backup, let's not risk it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. All right, let's go to Chris from Canada. Hey, Zone, if you could change history and do or undo one roster move from the Tom Coughlin 2.0 era, what would it be? Well, I, I think I'd probably do two. Um, this is such a no-brainer. I, I'm going to shut my mouth and hope well, you're right. Well, and I think – I don't think he was an elite receiver, but Allen Robinson re-signing, mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen in retrospect. I don't consider the Blake Bortles a roster move because it was a salary cap – I didn't consider Blake for this question because he was already on the roster. Uh, in that sense, I would also say I would not have, I would not have re-signed uh, Telvin Smith to the extension mm-hmm. simply because of the position, not because of Telvin, but because of the position, the positional value. But uh, you know, I understood why they went with A. Rob and or let A. Rob go and uh, brought in Norwell. I don't know if, in retrospect, that was the right move. Okay, so I interpreted that because roster move can mean anything. Draft. And I would not have drafted Leonard Fournette. Right. I'm going back in retrospect, right? Because I said for the way that they wanted to play in 2017, Fournette was the right guy at that moment. And he was a key part of what they did in 2017. But if you're looking at positional value, I would have taken Patrick Mahomes, who in his first season as a starter becomes the league MVP. And I had somebody say to me yesterday, oh, he was a system guy. So too was Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was the 24th pick of the first round in 2005 because people said, well, he was a system quarterback. He played for Jeff Tedford at Cal. Ah, just a system guy. Well, look, I I think it's clear the arm talent alone says that Mahomes is a special guy. Mm -hmm. And based on what he did in his first season as a starter, I think it's a no-brainer. I I don't draft Fournette and I draft Mahomes. Then I don't have to mess with the Bortles deal. Mm -hmm. And I just move forward with the quarterback. And before people go, well, you didn't know. They're supposed to know, right? Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be able to look at a quarterback with special qualities, and no, a lot of people will rue the day that rue. they didn't take. You might look it up. No one Patrick wants Mahomes. To no one wants to no. rue. System guy or not, I, I'd like to have him on my team if, if I was picking. System, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There have been too many quarterbacks who've come out of systems and had success. All right, let's wrap it up with Bruce from Green Cove Springs, Florida. For the coaches and players, preseason started two weeks ago. For fans, the preseason starts on Thursday in Miami. Assuming we get to see our starters for at least a few series. Best guess. Well, um, I've already said I think they play three series. I think they probably get out midway through the second quarter. Uh, Brian, I wonder if you see it the same way. Yeah, in fact, I I don't – I wouldn't – I'd put them out at the end of the first quarter no matter what. Mm -hmm. Just that's it. Yeah, I don't – there's no reason for it. We've already decided that the preseason holds very little value right now, uh, except for some guys getting some, you know, physical contact in linebackers, like Kevin Hardy said the other night. Um, I think the defense plays a couple of series yeah. if they want to see something uh, that they're trying to do, you know, that they've been working in camp and want to see it on the field. And I had a coach tell me the other day that look, even when the starters are on, the things that you're asking them to do are very mm-hmm. vanilla. Not just to protect your new offense and your new offensive coordinator, but because you just don't want guys out there taking risks. Not in a preseason game. So, not a lot. I wouldn't expect to see a lot. Even if they're on the field, don't expect to see a lot. 
One thing that I was kind of surprised of listening to Doug yesterday, it sounds like Cam Robinson has a pretty good chance to play on Thursday. And that was something earlier in the week I wasn't sure about. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, in, in talking to Cam afterward, Cam talked along the lines of, we're taking it day by day and we'll see what happens. So, you know, I, I think that will still be a decision that's made Flip tonight, the coin. either way. Yeah. Right. Flip the coin. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we get there and he's warming up and Doug just says to us after the game, we just decided there was no reason to do it. Give him another week of practice and we'll have him ready for Kansas City. Right, because you're talking having two and a half more weeks. Right. right. You or, could see the logic in not doing it. Or yeah, to, especially with how health conscious they've been this mm-hmm. whole preseason. To have him play. Because you don't know where he's at right now. No, have him play. Yeah, you see Maybe he plays, maybe right. he doesn't. Either way, wouldn't surprise me. All right, let's wrap up the show when we come back with some Ashlyn Ask on the Jaguars Digital Network. When you hear, think Duval Motor Company, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval is the home of the real deal. No hype, no gimmicks, no haggle. Just a real fast, real friendly experience online and at the dealership. With five area locations, Ford, Honda, Acura, Subaru, and now Chevrolet, you can be sure Duval delivers on price, Duval delivers on service. Schedule your test drive today at the dealership, at your home, or at work. Duval delivers to you because the closest Duval dealer is in your driveway. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Join us for a moment 25 years in the making. Do you remember where you were for Fred's run? Jalen's pick? Moments like these bring us together as fans. Join us for the Jaguars' 25th season and be a part of the next moment. Season tickets remain for the 2019 season. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets. Welcome back to Jags Drive Time as we wrap up the show with some Ashlyn asks the hard-hitting questions on Wednesday morning that these guys have been waiting for. John didn't even sleep last night because he was so excited. Yeah, yeah that's why I didn't sleep. Right, because you were worried right. about Ashlyn asking what I was right. going to throw at you. I don't sleep well. Ashlyn. No. I apologize, John. Maybe you will tonight because the Jaguars play tomorrow. No, I won't. No, still no. A lot of worry. <laughs> A lot of worry for the preseason, as you know from John. All right, Ashlyn asks number one. Who are you excited to see on Thursday besides Nick Foles? We all know we're excited to see him first drive. Can it be a derivative of Foles? I mean, can it have something to do with Foles in, in a roundabout sure, terms? Sure, sure. Now I'm wondering where you're going with this. Someone Foles is throwing the ball to. 
I'm on to you. Good assumption. <laughs> Edie Westbrook. Um, I, I thought late last year, I, I go back to, to the year that, um, that Maurice Jones-Drew led the league in rushing with one of the worst passing offenses in football. And it was remarkable how everyone knew that Mojo was getting the ball and yet no one could stop him. And it, was a, it wasn't the same production, but it was a similar effect last year. Late in the year, they knew D.D. Westbrook was the only weapon that the quarterbacks in Jacksonville had that they could rely on. And he still found ways to make plays. Uh, so now I'm eager to see him with a quarterback who can hit him in stride because he is a run-to-catch guy and see if he can't really take advantage. We've seen it on the practice field. It's been exciting. Now it's got to translate against another opponent. Mm -hmm. I hesitated with this because it's the offensive line, and it's tough to see the offensive line during the preseason because there's so many elements that are going crazy around it. And often with the offensive line, it takes time for it to get continuity. It's often not an area that comes together in one series. But there's so much focus on this area. It's such a key to this area. Uh, I would like to see all five play together. I don't know if, if, if the right guard who starts, if it's can, I don't know if they've decided the right guard yet. But mm-hmm. some semblance of that starting line, you would like to see it not be a, you know, Katie bar the door situation as it has been in the first couple of games. You would think it's not with the starters. But to me, the offensive line is still the major question mark going in season. I have few doubts about the receivers and foals or the running game. If the offensive line is functional, uh, I don't know that we know that it is yet. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen it. Right. So how can you know? That's what he's worried about. Yeah. That's the worry part. That Hence the whiteboard. I, I don't want to rue the day that I see the offensive <laughs> line. Lack of sleep. <laughs> All right. So you kind of mentioned this, how many series the starters are playing, what the Jaguars think. But if it were up to you, how many series would the starters play? Oh, <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Go ahead. Zero. Zero. Right? I mean, you don't need to see anything. If we're about protecting guys, which is what three of the four games were, why would you play them even a single series? You know, I mean, get the time out on the practice field. Doug has said multiple times, both to the media and in our TV production meetings, that he believes that there's value, great value in practice. They're getting more reps on the practice field. Uh, they're controlled. I mean, if you're not going to play them at all in game one or game two, why play them in game three? Stick to the plan. Stick in mind. Oh my I'll say, gosh. Uh, offense three, defense zero, and ozone zero. You um, will not be seen on the field. Yeah, well, he didn't even want to write a story. Right, he's, he's written enough. I would rather not go, but pre-season. I'm going, so I'll write something, but obligatory. it won't be good. I'll throw a shot of bone. But yeah. um, <laughs> I'd like to see the offense for three series just to see some continuity. I think the fact that they haven't played with Nick to get some sort of feel for how he is in a game is, is beneficial. I, I might drop that down to two. I wouldn't play the defense, and I wouldn't have zone go. Yeah. He would not have zone go. But <laughs> so, zone will be on that I'll be plane. There. I'll be there. Whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Hopefully right. he's not next to me. <laughs> yes. I'm, tight that's quarters. That's why I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of that. All right, finally. Who is going to make this team that people don't expect? That it would be a bit of surprise for someone to see on Twitter, wow, I can't believe he made that team. It's a good question. It's a really good one. Thank you. I thought long and hard about it. I stumped him, finally. I should get a raise for this. 
I hope Patrick and Dave are listening. All right, what you got, Zone? These are always so hard because I don't quite know what people expect. Uh, so went two ways. I think Smoot, I don't think it would be a surprise if Smoot makes the team. I think what would surprise people is how highly they think of Smoot right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy that when camp started, I think people wondered if he was going to make the team. Uh, f- my understanding is he's played exceptionally well and that they like where he's headed. Uh, I would say Borders. I think we talked about Borders earlier, so people may be thinking he's going to make the team. But at the beginning of camp, I don't think he was a guy that people would have thought, hey, he's going to be on the roster. And I think he has a chance now. I think if you asked a lot of people at the start of the season, Smoot was going to make it. Right. Because you talk about the depth of defensive line, especially. Yeah. And my understanding, he's, he's the first guy backing up Calais Campbell. He's ahead of Jones. People are talking about Jones, but uh, Smoot's playing well. Brian, what is going on there? Well, I was, trying to, draw, I was trying to draw a hammer. Okay. Uh, because they call Andrew Wingard mini Thor, uh-huh. right? So it looked to, like a nice hammer. Yeah, it was kind of getting there, but I'm not much of an. If artist. you had drawn a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning. And I'd hammer in the day. <laughs> if I had a hammer, so, Peter, Paul, yeah, and right. Mary. So I, sometimes we really work together. Yeah, well. I get the feeling that <laughs> they wouldn't hammer as much as they think they would. <laughs> For our on? older audience, <laughs> just really enjoying. I'm so th- that was brilliant on his part. It really was. Yeah. It was. Uh, I think Andrew. I think. And- <laughs> Don't push it. I think Andrew Wingard is a guy who has a real chance to make this team. Uh, he's played well as a safety, uh, and he's played other than the poor choice of holding in Baltimore. Uh, I think he's played well on special teams. I don't know that he makes it, but um, I think people would obviously be surprised, and I think they like him. I think he makes. I think he's here. He's on special teams if he's not on the active roster, but I think there's a chance that he's on the active roster. I think a lot of people would be surprised because a lot of people would go, who? I think he's been the fourth best safety. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep four safeties. Actually. Unless, now see, this is a point that, that comes up every year. They might keep him, and then someone gets released mm-hmm. around the league, and they say, well, that guy's better than him. He goes to the practice squad. Mm-hmm. So that's the tough part, really, about sure. saying who might make it, because we're talking about person 51, 52, 53, and then those guys are easily often replaced within days. When I was with the Times Union, second third year of covering the Jaguars. Uh, 53-man roster came out Monday, open locker room. I wrote this 15-inch story, this nice story, and this kid who made the team. And I can't remember his name for the life of me, but a long story short, if you look up his stats, his stats are one game played in the NFL, never heard from again. The week one game was the only game he played, and he's out. Do you remember his name? It was a cornerback. It was it, it was a short cornerback who was surprised to make the team, and it was so surprising that he wasn't on the team the next week. So that's what <laughs> so happened. So you couldn't. And you spent all that time writing a story yeah. on him. Ah, I didn't take that long. <laughs> he's, remember, just, he's, he's brilliant. He's good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. It comes yeah. like that. He might write one tomorrow night. It's it's not the most insignificant story I've ever I've ever written. I can tell you that. <laughs> what is? It's, there's competition. Jeez. Well, stay tuned for John's amazing writing tomorrow as the Jaguars play the Dolphins in preseason game number three. Jaguars.com and Jaguars social media for your game coverage.